Okay, guys. Good way to kick off the week today. Nice little four and one after having to sit out yesterday due to lack of value. Got a little bit lucky, some may say, today. We won our Karis Levert bet by 0.5. And Delhi uh, shot a good percentage, three of three from the three-point line. But uh, we've had our fair share of downswings uh, dating back to as close as last week uh, on our win-loss record decided which... Let me start again. Our win-loss record on under or over bets decided by 0.5 is at 16 and 26 on the year. So overall, we've actually been a little bit unlucky season overall. So today, a couple happen to swing back our way and uh, it's a nice way to kick off the week. So tomorrow's slate, we've got six games Quite a few questionables here to key players such as Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. So we might be short a few more lines than what we would hope. But we can only do what we can deal with and we'll keep moving forward. So the first game is Detroit at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is favoured by 11.5 with a total of 216. Josh Richardson is back after his concussion. And Brandon Knight is back for the Pistons. Joel Embiid is questionable after his shoulder injury that's kept him out the last couple of weeks. And Bruce Brown is questionable for Detroit. So there's no lines for the Philly guys with the pending news for Joel Embiid. Tony Snell, eight and a half. Uh, if I'm going anyway with Snell, I'm probably going under, but not a strong lean either way. Brandon Knight, we've got him listed here as a line of 14 and a half. I'm not sure if that's right. That seems a touch high. Obviously, we've got him projected well under that. We've got him projected at 12. So I'm just going to go ahead and confirm if that is correct. Yes, it is. So that I would definitely consider as an under. Obviously, if Bruce Brown plays, we're in even better stead. Bruce Brown himself, 10 and a half. We've got him projected slightly under. Uh, generally, the Philly defense is pretty good with, without Ben Simmons at point guard, which is where Bruce Brown played in his last game. Um, there's just too many variables there for me to lean one way or the other. Christian Wood, 19 and a half. I'm not willing to... Put my money on either side there with Joel Embiid being questionable. So next up, we've got Charlotte at Miami. For Miami, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero are questionable as well as Kendrick Nunn. So we're not going to have any lines for the Miami guys. No, we are not. So Cody Zeller, 10.5, that's probably a 
about right. Obviously, the BAM defense uh, is something to take into account. If I was going to go anyway there, it would be the under. PJ Washington, 13 and a half. Been very hot and cold. I believe he's been a lot worse away from home than he has um, at home. So I would look towards an under there. Miles Bridges, 13 and a half. He's cooled off a little bit of late. If Jimmy Butler was playing, then I'd look towards an under, but I'll probably sit it out for now. Terry Rozier, 18 and a half. Uh, had a great, uh, well, career high last game. Uh, we haven't really had a line increase to reflect that, so there's not really any value in taking the under. And Devontae Graham, 16 and a half, falls into the category of high shot attempt, low field goal percentage guy. Um, he has been a lot worse away from home. But at 16 and a half, it seems as though the line has dropped a point to reflect that. Next, we have... I don't know if I gave the spread in total for Charlotte-Miami. Sorry, Miami was favoured by 10 and the total 211 and a half. Next game is the Knicks at Atlanta. The Knicks are on a back-to-back. Atlanta are favoured by four and a half. And the total is 231. For Atlanta, John Collins is probable, as is Kevin Herter. DeAndre Membry is still out, and Trevion Graham is questionable. Don't mind that minus four and a half for Atlanta either with New York being on a back-to-back and it was sort of an up-and-down game against Washington today for the Knicks. So I don't mind that uh, Atlanta four and a half. Kevin Knox, seven and a half. Jeez, I didn't really actually know he was still alive, to be honest. I'd have to go and have a look and see uh, what he's been doing of late. DeAndre Hunter, 12 and a half. Uh, If I'm going anything, it's the over, but it doesn't really stick out to me. Dwayne Dedman, eight and a half. Um, I think Dedman's had a couple of good outings after a quiet one. So with Capella, not uh, any sign of returning anytime soon. Dedman's going to get that 25 minutes fairly comfortably, I believe. Um, So I'd only look towards the over there, but I'd need to have a bit more of a dig of what he's been doing of late. Cam Reddish, 13 and a half, seems about right. He's in that boat of a high field goal, low percentage guy. Alfred Payton, 11 and a half. Yeah, look, I would definitely like to look into that. He's, I'm not even sure if that's right, to be honest. That seems quite low because he's been playing quite well and putting up numbers. Actually, today, no, he did struggle and, uh, well, not struggle, but um, Frank... Frankie Smokes took his minutes. So I'm not sure if that will stick. Uh, I need to look into that a little bit deeper if there was any other particular like foul trouble or shooting percentage that kept Peyton on the bench. A little bit risky with the Knicks because we never know what they're doing, but that is a one or two point drop in the line. And obviously Atlanta's point guard defense is next to non-existent. 
so really I've just crapped on for 45 seconds to tell you that I'm going to have a closer look at the over. Julius Randle, 20 and a half, uh, also fairly interesting. Back-to-back, mm, takes a bit of the shine off it. Um, I'll have a closer look, but Randle's uh, attempts don't quite seem to marry up. He doesn't shoot any threes. His getting to the free throw line is inconsistent. So he's only been averaging 14, 15, 16 shots a game type thing. And when you're talking about a 20-point line, guy doesn't hit any threes and then is not consistent from the free throw line, you'll find that he's scoring in that 17, 18-point range and then 26 another game because he's getting an extra five three free throws. John Collins, 21 and a half. Yeah, look, I'll have a closer look at that as well. He's been pretty consistently scoring 20-plus for the last month. Uh, Trey Young, 28 and a half. Uh, just the line's just too high for me to want to entertain. Not that he couldn't easily clear it, especially against the Knicks. Uh, as I've mentioned, I just don't like taking those high line overs unless I'm really, really sure. Next up is Utah at OKC. Utah is favoured, sorry, OKC is favoured by two and currently no spread or total released. And I'm not sure why because we've got, well, I guess it's because we've got Shea Gilgis Alexander as probable. Um, they probably just want to see to confirm that he is in before they're putting out line uh, total. But in better news, we do have lines for both teams. Royce O'Neill, six and a half. Uh, yeah, just not uh, willing to lean either way there with him. Jordan Clarkson, 13 and a half. Had been on fire, but it's come back to earth a little bit against OKC's pretty good defense. Uh, I wouldn't be... Uh, willing to take the over there, but certainly not the under either. Joe Ingles, eight and a half. It seems about right. Bojan Bogdanovic, 18 and a half. Uh, we've got him projected slightly under. I would have a look at the over there. The Gallinari defense, or lack of, isn't going to worry him. Mike Conley, 14 and a half. That looks like they've accounted for the Chris Paul defense and dropped that down a point already, so I'll sit that out. Stephen Adams, 10 and a half. From memory, he the Gobert defense doesn't overly worry him, but after a slow start, then a hot period, he's cooled down again, so I'm not willing to put my money on either side of a Stephen Adams line. Dennis Schroeder, 17 and a half. That seems to have dropped down with the Utah defense. Um, I would probably lean over, if anything, but more than likely I'll just sit it out. Danilo Gallinari, 18 and a half. That I will have a closer look at, like, much like Gallo's defense isn't going to bother Bog. 
the bodge bog D on Gallo isn't going to worry him either. Don Mitchell's had a bit of a drop, uh, has been not playing up to his standards of late, 21 and a half. Uh, I'm definitely not going to get on the over with the OKC D, and I'm not going to take the under with the line drop, which has been sitting at about 23, 24 and a half most days. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 17 and a half. Um, just with his questionable tag, I'd just rather sit it out. Rudy Gobert, 13 and a half. That's been a little bit of a drop. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head whether the, uh, the Adams defense worries him or not. So I will just take a closer look at that to see if there's a potential under there. And Chris Paul at 18 and a half. Seems a touch high. Um, I will look into that a little bit deeper for a potential underplay. If you hear me tapping away here, guys, it's because I'm marking off these to look at in closer detail later. So these reactions to the lines are my first initial thoughts as I see them in front of me here. Next is Denver at Dallas. The Mavs are favoured by one. Dallas are on a back-to-back. And no total released as yet because we have Seth Curry questionable as well as Willie Collystein and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. We should still, however, have some player lines, seeing as those guys that are questionable are merely role players. Gaz Harris, 10.5. He's been finally picking it up somewhat of late. Um... I'm certainly not willing to take an over and with his current hot streak or somewhat of a hot streak, uh, I'm not probably not willing to take the under either, but I will have a little bit of a closer look. Paul Millsap, 11 and a half. That seems rather low. I know he did drop 20 and 10 the last game that Denver played, but I think he's only been averaging around the 20 minutes a game mark. So... Against who's he going up against there? Dorian Finney Smith at the four. Reasonable defender. He is questionable. I'm probably just going to sit that one out. Tim Hardaway Jr., 18 and a half. He has been playing well of late. Uh, 18 and a half does seem a little bit high off the top of my head, so I will have a closer look at that under. Will Barton, 14 and a half. Uh, struggled after coming back from injury. Uh, picked it up a little bit of late the last two games, I think it is. 14 and a half is probably about right. Maybe an over, but I think more so a stay away. Jamal Murray, 19 and a half. Uh, he's historically been worse on the road than he has at home. 
That line hasn't seemed to move, even though I don't think he's, in the last sort of five games, I think he's probably only cleared that once. So I would be looking to have a bit of a closer look at an under there. Nikola Jokic, all the way down at 18 and a half. Uh, he just goes through these periods um, where he just doesn't want to shoot. He's not a big part of the offense. Doesn't take charge, which is what Denver's going to need if they want to advance in the playoffs, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, 18 and a half is, is well down there for Jokic and going up against Porzingis. Unfortunately, it's not the time to take advantage of the over with that line drop. Luka Doncic, 29 and a half. The Denver defense overall has been pretty good. It's a back-to-back for Dallas. I would lean the under, but I'd want to have a little bit more of a look on that before I pulled the trigger. Last game is New Orleans at Sacramento. New Orleans are favored by one and a half and a total of 235, which is the highest on the board. For Sacramento, we've got Jabari Parker probable, but that's not going to affect our lines in any way, shape or form. Harrison Barnes, 14 and a half. That seems about right. Derek Favors, eight and a half. Um, I'd probably lean towards the over, but as I've mentioned before, he's just not a featured part of the offense, so he's not getting enough shots to warrant taking that over. Nemanja Bialica is dropped down to 10 and a half. He has just seemed to have his... Shots reduced, well, maybe not shots reduced, but he just definitely hasn't stepped up when Sacramento's been short on the front line with Holmes and Bagley out. And against New Orleans, I may lean towards the over, but certainly not one that jumps off the page at me. Bogdan Bogdanovich is very hot cold. He's going to put up 21 game and eight the next uh, against New Orleans I'd obviously lean towards the over but that again it doesn't jump off the page at me Buddy Hield 17 and a half yikes um, with limited minutes uh, it's hard to know the over you can get a 16 and a half if you look towards the over I'd probably look to that with the New Orleans defense but gee it's rough for Buddy at the moment, with his minutes being restricted, Ben Brandon Ingram, twenty-two and a half. That seems about right. Lonzo Ball, fourteen and a half. Uh, one of the rare players that actually plays better historically on the road. Well, when I say plays better, scores more than his career average on the road than at home. Uh, the Fox defense. And with the line rise with his recent hot scoring output, I will sit that one out. Zion Williamson down at 19.5. I'm not sure if that is correct. I am going to double check that right now because that doesn't seem right. Obviously, if that is correct, then we are taking the over. And it is incorrect. It is 23.5. 
Again, I'd probably lean the over there. I'll have a closer look at that. We got him projected over. Drew Holiday, 20 and a half. That seems about right. Drew's been playing pretty well of late. But he's a little bit inconsistent with his play. A little bit like Bog Bog. And last of all, De'Aaron Fox, 20 and a half. Uh, seems about right. I would probably lean the over if anything, but I think more than likely we will just sit it out. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget this weekend we're going to have a podcast uh, based around strategy for winning your first round of your seasonal fantasy matchup. Yahoo Standard Leagues kick off their playoffs next week. And it's not going to be so much about which players you should grab or stream. It's going to be more so about the strategy and and the thinking and planning behind it, which helps you select a player. But more so the strategy-based help, which will hopefully help you guys get through your first week and more of your fantasy playoffs. So we'll have that coming up this weekend. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Player Line Pro, just a tip. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Player Line Pro. And don't forget to check us out at playerlinepro.com as well as downloading our app where we can get our tips delivered directly to your phone. We'll keep moving on this hot streak that we're currently riding.